You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carlos Stevings, Matt Smith and Neville Bounds. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 213 of the Plane Talking I'm UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me in the barn studio again this week is my co-host Matt Smith. Hello, yes, hello, welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode 213. We're, I know. we're rocketing through them again, I know aren't we? we? Are. I, don't, I don't like Woo-hoo. it. Yeah. <laughs> Be close to 250 soon. Oh, yeah, shush. I know. <laughs> I haven't got over the 200 yet, <laughs> oh. and I know Nev certainly hasn't. So, <laughs> And also joining us this week from his estate in, well, just outside from the London. estate. From, from his estate <laughs> in the garden this week. He's he's doing a bit of uh, a kind of spring watch, I think, uh, bird watching. It's uh, Sir Neville Bounds. Yes, hello, everybody. It's uh, very nice out here still. It's probably still 20 degrees, wow. uh, which is just the job. And uh, so I thought I'd bring the gear outside uh, just for a change. And actually, sure. uh, earlier in the show, before we started, of course, everybody missed a bit of a trick because uh, dear dear Mrs. Nev, hardworking Mrs. Nev, was busy in the <laughs> garden working as absolutely <laughs> she was gardening. Did I hear that right on the old um, news this, like, um, this morning where it was like the, the heady heights of 29 were reached yesterday in London? Yeah, and I um, yeah, it was, it was about twenty nine or thirty. I was driving back. My so I had lunch with Captain Nick yesterday, ah, and I was driving back up the A three, and it, the uh, temperature hit thirty one at my Honestly, point, so I don't know. On yeah. hobnobbing with all these celebrities, what do you like? Yeah. <laughs> well, so joining us, going, going <laughs> <far>. <laughs> joining us on the show this week as well. We've we've not got the Queen or the King or anyone like that, but. We've got uh, the going with this. We've got the <laughs> king of safe flying, the master of all things uh, health and safety. It's uh, Pilot Pip. Hello, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, happy to see the weather back there is is nice because it kind of sucks where I am. Oh, really? Oh, well, that well, makes a change. <laughs> and whereabouts in the wide, wide world are you this week, then, Pip? I'm in Columbus, Ohio, in uh, the U.S. of A. Um, and actually, that's a bit of an exaggeration. The weather today is very nice, but it has been all over the place this week. It was snowing quite heavily on Monday and Tuesday. Wow. Um, are you doing some flying crazy. out there, Pip? Or are you training or flying? Or no, it's a, a sim recurrent. Every six months, I'll be coming here. So this is my first uh, sim recurrent since the initial training six months ago. Oh, wow. Um, so and this is on the Phenom? Still on the Phenom, I'm afraid, yeah. yeah. Well, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be I'm receiving training. Yeah. Like I guess he wouldn't be receiving training on the Hawker, Hawker now, yeah. would he? Let's be fair. So, it, <laughs> is it safe to say, Pip, that all the Hawkers have all gone now, or are you still? Uh, well, we, we've got a, a small number still clinging on for dear life, but they'll be gone oh. within the next um, year or so, I think. Brilliant. But uh, yeah, but no, it's been lovely. I came across a few days early uh, and spent the weekend in New York, which was fab. I love New York. Yeah, me too. I love Manhattan, hanging around, and I was uh, fortunate enough to meet up with David Abbey and uh, Tanya. Yeah. So we uh, had some fun in New York. And then just last night, I met up with Jennifer, who, of course, wow. lives here in Columbus, and James, who's uh, a local oh, as well. So uh, we James Balch. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah James, we went out yeah. had, uh, had some drinks and had some dinner and had a very nice time. Fantastic. Uh, so today is the last day. I've just finished the sim training, uh, and I fly home tomorrow. So as soon as we're finished here, 
as a bunch of us are going to go down to into the city of Columbus and, and have a bit of a victory beer. And there was me thinking you were going to have a a, a, a few of the people that you were there. I thought perhaps you because <laughs> have a party in Pip's room. Party yeah. in Pip's room, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you wouldn't want them on the show, I promise. No, no, okay, no. No, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to say a massive warm welcome in to everyone who's joined us uh, in the live chat room this evening. All the usual suspects. <laughs> Matt's pointing at the dip. They're actual. It's actual <laughs> torture because I know I can't eat them <laughs> right now, and it's. <laughs> Just, just literally down here. There's, yeah. a, there's a pile of uh, nachos, and then just next to that, there's some red pepper, and it's dip. gorgeous. I'm, uh, yeah. And uh, Matt's yeah. quite. Are you yeah. sure it hasn't got catnip in it? Or no, something? no, 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 no. I'm a bit obsessed. And there's actually also some muffins here as well. There we go, some muffins. There we go. <laughs> Can I show you my victory donut? Mmm. Nice. Very nice. Shall I take absolutely. the first bite? Yeah, I should absolutely. Yeah. So we're we going to welcome all the uh, all the chat room. Uh, people in this evening we've got flipsy jordan rose lane street liz piper our main man mike is in there mariana mash is also in the chat room neil lanwarn hello to you richard adams richard king and tony s as well in the chat room all chatting away between themselves and we're also going to welcome someone into the uh, to the barn studio oh you're not going to do that who's to her, just are you? actually walked in <laughs> after her run so what you haven't seen her for a while because we're obviously in the barn studio now and it's my lovely wife Gemma, she's come to see us. <laughs> You've got my hat. On. If, you come, or if you go around that way, actually, you'll, you'll probably get on Matt's camera. There we go. Gemma's Gemma's come to join us. There we go. Look, there we go. What on earth are you doing here, dear? I've just done like four miles. So four what? miles. Yeah. So I've just sort of come around the way around. Oh dear. Yeah. I say, please take them away from me. I can't. <laughs> anyway, sorry. We should focus on the task at hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello, dear. You look very red-faced, dear four mile run um, Mariana <laughs> says hello uh, various various chat room did you like that studio lights yeah yes, yeah new it's lights nice, yeah oh bless thank you thank you for coming to see us all right bye bye dear bye bye Gemma. bye short and sweet <laughs> so yes as I was saying welcome to everyone who has joined us in the chat room tonight it is the 20th of April it's uh, just coming up to six minutes past seven in the evening here I must say we have had some rather extreme weather here in the last few days in the UK it's safe to say that I do believe we may have had some sun um, it's uh, as yet Careful. to be confirmed. Danger. Um, we, I think we managed to get up to twenty. Oh, bloody twenty nine! Twenty nine in London. Twenty nine yeah. in London. Yeah. So we had. We actually did have some uh, heat here in mm. the UK. But I have to say that the forecast for next week is not going brilliant. back to what we used to. Yeah, yeah going back to what yeah. we used to here. So uh, yeah, there we go. So we have got loads of news stories to bring you this mm. week. Uh, we've, uh, we've to- top of the show, one of which I'm very nervous yeah. about listening all about. To be fair, so. we've got uh, we've obviously got uh, obviously the news story. We've got some military this week as well. So uh, Jonathan Warner, if you're listening, we've got some military for you as well. Uh, it's not just for Jonathan. I know, Warner. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, we've uh, we've got we've not uh, got an NPE or Nev's passenger experience tonight, but uh, he has got a few in the. Uh, production mm, kind of yeah, stage at the minute yeah. uh, Nev so uh, so there we go so anyway Nev how are things with you on this uh, fine evening very good yes I've had a quite an interesting uh, aviation related week as <gasps> I said I had uh, dinner sorry lunch with uh, Captain Nick and Jilly yesterday down at their place I was down in Portsmouth and I was just coming back home so I popped in and then today I had lunch with 
um, Andy from the A320 podcast, which was very nice. And we sat in a nice beer garden around uh, Covent Garden and uh, Leicester Square area. That was very pleasant indeed. And just before that, I went to the U.S. Embassy to have my interview for oh. my global entry thingy. Ooh. Um, so, um, uh, and I've been approved, surprisingly. What? So, uh, they're going to, <laughs> going to, going to that, that is indeed so impressive. You up what, what, with the what, plebs. What will that do for you, Nev? It means that I haven't got to go for the big long queues. Mm. Um, so I've, I've, I just use my passport and my fingerprints. Um, and it's and do you have a visa, or are you still working on an Esther? You, you need an Esther as well, uh, but you can do it on Esther. You don't. You don't need a visa. Because um, this is. Um, I, I'm wondering if there's an advantage to global entry if you have a visa as well. Possibly, Maybe something I could look at. Yep, very possibly. Mm. Um, I, so, I know. I know, I know uh, Doctor Steph knows a lot about it. I've, I've, I've heard her sort of mention it on APG and yes. and that, and, and and she they use it quite a lot, don't they? It's a very easy way mm. of sort of. Mm. It's quite interesting going into the new uh, US embassy. It's not been open for very long, and uh, it's very nice inside, and it looks very spectacular from the outside. But it is in quite a horrible part of London, mm. I have to oh, say. Is it? Oh, so it's a bit weird from that uh, angle but uh, no it's very good and of course very nice weather today as well so it's a great day actually uh, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. yes and of course uh, Andy's just had a baby hasn't he from the from yeah the about uh, three and a half weeks oh, yeah. ago and uh, that's all going quite nicely uh, she's uh, sleeping well so that's great oh, congratulations yeah. from all us here yeah. at PTUK yeah, to Andy yeah, then yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. congratulations so uh, yeah a good uh, a good day today I'm glad it's I always say this on a Friday but I'm glad it's Friday yeah. <laughs> well, yes absolutely <laughs> Yeah, well, at least it wasn't a five-day week, uh, you know, or at least it was a five-day week, I should say. So yes. you're not trying yeah. to cram four into a. Into have we got another bank holiday? We've got another bank holiday coming up at some point soon. Yeah, we have. We? It's um, it'll be the start of well, uh, no, it'll May. be the May bank holiday. Yeah, that's it, yeah. it'll be May Day, first of May. Yeah. Oh, lovely! More oh, time true. off. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> you're right. Okay. Anyway, shall we do some aviation? We'll do some aviation, shall we, guys? Yeah, right. Okay, so we are yeah. going to start the show then, as we do each week, with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So, if you're ready, Matt, I am indeed. Yes. If yeah. you're ready, Nev, I am. Yes. And if you're ready, Pip. I am. Let's go. So kicking off this week's first news story then, this one is on the bbc.co.uk website. And I'm absolutely uh, dreading this story. It's a story story that uh, obviously we've all heard about this. I think uh, if you haven't heard about this story, then uh, you must have been, well, on a very small island somewhere in the South Pacific. But anyway, uh, Southwest Airlines had uh, an incident earlier on uh, in the week. And they had, uh, well, it's safe to say they had an uncontained engine failure. And, right, uh, that's one word for it. Yeah, yeah. so the the story then, uh, so moving on from the story, a similar engine fault behind a fatal mid-air air engine explosion that punctured a passenger jet window was reported apparently in 2016. It's emerged. Uh, a female passenger died uh, after she was nearly sucked from the cabin of the Southwest jet from uh, travelling from New York to Dallas on Tuesday. Investigators say there was a fault with the engine's fan blades, the cause of an incident two years ago. U.S. Author- aviation authorities are to order inspections of similar jet engines. Southwest Airlines Flight 1380, a Boeing 737-700, 
uh, was carrying 149 passengers and was forced to make the emergency landing at Philadelphia Airport on Tuesday following a fault with one of its CFM 56-7B engines. An initial investigation found evidence of metal fatigue where a fan blade had broken off, according to the U.S. National Trans uh, Transportation Safety Board, the NTSB. A similar incident was recorded back in 2016 involving a Southwest flight that landed safely in Florida. Fan blades that have undergone a certain number of flights will have to be given ultrasonic tests, the Federal Aviation Administration has said. It added that the airworthiness directive, which will require inspections of large number of CFM 56-7B engines, would be issued within the next two weeks. The CFM 56-7B engine is used on more than 8,000 Boeing 737 aircraft worldwide, the manufacturer says. Last year, the FAA estimated that some 220 of these engines would require testing, having carried out a certain number of flights. On Wednesday, other airlines that used planes fitted with that engine, including United Airlines, American Airlines and Delta, said they have begun inspecting some of their aircraft. So the uh, story then, what have investigators said? So NTSB Chairman Robert Sumwalt told reporters that a fan blade had broken off due to metal fatigue and that a second fracture had been recorded about halfway along its length. He could not say if the incident uh, indicated a fleet-wide issue with the 737-700. Uh, Mr Sumwalt also said a casing on the engine that was meant to contain any parts that came loose uh, but due to the speed, the metal was unable to pen or was able to penetrate uh, the shell. The FAA did not say how many engines would be inspected. It said that any fan blades that had failed the inspection would have been replaced. So in 2016, a Southwest Airlines flight that uh, made a safe emergency landing in Florida after a fan, a fan blade separated from a similar CFM engine, uh, debris ripped a hole more than a foot long in the fuselage of the jet uh, on the left wing and caused a cabin decompression. An investigation into that incident also found signs of metal fatigue, according to the NTSB. So we have uh, got a recording which uh, is... Uh, of the flight itself, of the incident. It's uh, from the awesome site liveatc.net. Uh, really good site if you want to go and find um, some interesting ATC recordings take yourselves over to there there's loads on there to choose from it's all categorized as well which is really handy so you can see when the specific dates that you might want to look at some stuff and you can also listen live to uh, to ATC transmissions but we have got that transmission from that flight for you to listen to now it's been compact or compressed and compacted so it's got no uh, sort of kind of um, blank spots but uh, we're gonna play it for you right now Southwest 1380. Southwest 1380, New York. Southwest 1380, go ahead. 
And that's it. Wow, that is that is. There we go. I hope you uh, hope you guys enjoyed that uh, in the chat room on the uh, on the show. Um, it's safe to say that it was. Um, she obviously kept her calm. Mm. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Really incredibly calm. And uh, at the beginning of the transmission, you could obviously tell that she was on oxygen. Uh, yeah. Using the uh, using the microphone, Presumably that's mask. while they're, they're descending, descending. Is it yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the uh, whole incident, MPIP? Oh well, uh, it's a nightmare, isn't it? Um, you, I, we've been kind of doing this sort of stuff in the sim this uh, this week. Not necessarily a, an engine failure like that, but having a, a decompression at high altitude is such a an intensive, busy time in the cockpit to get your oxygen mask. And putting the oxygen mask on makes communication so difficult. You wouldn't believe how how much more difficult it is just to hold a normal conversation with the oxygen masks on. Mm. Um, so to have all that going on, to have all the noise, to be initiating an emergency descent, there's a lot of stuff going on. Mm. Uh, it's a really busy, very stressful time. So, yeah, mm. full marks to the crew for, for doing a fantastic job. And that is full marks to the crew. Not the, not, yeah, not the, just, just the, the yeah. captain or yeah. did a very nice job, of course. Mm. Uh, it really does take two people, and as usual, it's always a bit disappointing to see that the captain gets all the mm. all the praise and all the adoration in the press. But um, uh, every bit as much credit to the to the first officer because yeah. you, you couldn't do it with one person. You really couldn't, or at least not safely. And, and I presume and because she was, it takes two people. She because uh, the first, you know, the captain obviously was the one who was op operating the radio. Presumably, the first officer was the one in charge at the time. Then, or is it? Is that how? Well, it, works, it depends. Or? The way the way we like to run these things, um, regardless of who's pilot flying, mm. generally what we'll have is the captain, the commander, will. Um, kind of take a step back and they'll be the one running the checklist so that the actual control of the aircraft will switch to the mm. to the first officer. They'll actually be physically flying the aircraft and then the captain can sit back. They'll initially, you identify what's going on, what sort of checklist you need to pull out, what the failure is. You kind of confirm who's flying the aircraft safety first and then they'll go for the checklist. You run through the checklist and that could be quite a quick thing or in the case of a... Um, a decompression like that. There's probably more than one checklist to do. There'll be a, an emergency descent checklist. There'll be a, an engine failure or engine high vibration checklist. So that can take quite a bit of time. And all the time, you know, you're rocketing out of the sky at perhaps 10, 15,000 feet a minute trying to communicate on oxygen masks. But yeah, generally it's the captain. They'll be able to take a step back, run the checklist, and then they'll be able to kind of take an overview have some time to think, maybe make some calls, talk to their own company, their maintenance department, and, and make some decisions, and then perhaps have a conversation with the first officer. Probably, um, I don't know for sure, but probably maybe she took over control for the actual landing. That wouldn't right. be unusual for the captain to take control finally. But uh, yeah, it's, it's certainly a team effort. And can I, can I just sort of say, obviously, from a, 
I, I mean, obviously, all we're hearing is like the ATC, obviously, of what was going on, you know, there and then at the time of the of this incident. I cannot imagine what on earth must have been going on in the cabin behind them. I, I can't even comprehend what the crew and the passengers, because I mean, you're going to have an awful lot of very scared people, aren't mm, you, in in a situation yeah. like that, especially if you've lost, you know, pressure and obviously that you've got a window that's broken. That's why you've lost. Uh, pressurization and things i mean uh, we haven't really heard much from from the crew if you like at at this stage um i, I as i say uh, as a very very nervous passenger who's only recently just sort of got back in to flying this is not something that i what, don't I, that I feel very uncomfortable what are your thoughts nev obviously you probably saw this as well breaking yeah i think the um, the operation of the aircraft was excellent by the sounds of it, the handling, the everything about it. I think what you've got to, two things to think about here. Um, Southwest uh, run an awful lot of these aircraft with these yeah. engines. Um, the numbers of sectors sectors they do each day, the numbers of um, rotations. Uh, it's it's a very very highly used engine and aircraft um, these things happen from time to time luckily it's extremely rare um, and as Tony pointed out in the chat room one of the questions will be how is it possible to have an uncontained engine failure it's, Agreed. Um, I was talking yeah. to Nick about this yesterday actually and we were talking about the possibilities of, of what might have happened and uh, it seems that the trajectory of the blade or, or, or may not have been the blade that went through the, the window but something ejected from the engine uh, because of the broken fan blade, mm. by the sounds of things, and um, unfortunately, uh, you know, penetrated the window. Of course, one of the other things that uh, what little we have seen of the cabin inside um, was how many people were wearing their oxygen masks incorrectly. It's some of the pictures that we've <laughs> seen on on social media, and you're just thinking these people have literally paid no attention to the briefing that they you, were giving. You say that, Matt. I was just reading in the chat room. Lane Street yeah. has just made a really, really, really important point. And this is one yeah. that I make to Gemma whenever we fly long haul or any any particular flight. And that's to keep your seatbelt on at all times. Um, you know, I know it's all nice to have your seatbelt off and stretch out and mm. lay around and, and stuff. But, you know, even when I'm watching the telly, sleeping or whatever on an aircraft, I always have my seatbelt done up at all well, times. The other thing that was I found a bit strange, which I shouldn't really laugh, but I did find it slightly funny, with, the, with these people where Wearing their oxygen masks incorrectly, who on earth took the picture? <laughs> perhaps, Good actually, point. perhaps yeah. it was the guy who was live streaming on Facebook oh, that I read joking. online. No, I, oh, there, did that really happen? I saw, I saw a report on. Uh, I think I forget where it was now. It's on one of the news feeds that there was actually a guy live streaming on Facebook uh, when, <laughs> you know, during the the event itself when they'd got down to to a lower altitude obviously mm. but he's probably sent in a complaint about how poor the bandwidth was as well you know. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah well there is that yeah i mean i, I must uh, i've had uh, several emails uh, one of which especially from uh, brian coleman i'm sure he won't mind me name checking who's sort of written to me obviously uh, because you know i am on this show but i'm well known as a very you know redu- <laughs> uh, not a keen flyer i think is uh, you know a uh, a fair word and I, mu- I must be honest this an incident like this does make me feel very very nervous because this is the one thing that as a nervous passenger you are absolutely terrified about mm. about happening now uh, this situation is just so I mean this is I would think literally a one in a yeah. billion yeah. Mm. occurrence I mean I can't think of another incident where 
as someone's you know a window's been smashed and someone's been taken out okay. i mean cast your mind back to Qantas a few years back when they had the the incident with the a the a380 mm. and they had an uncontained engine failure on that on that aircraft mm. you know th- there was loads of pieces of shrapnel that 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 flew off that engine and, and pierced the wing and various piece uh, pieces of the fuselage but and it was for this piece to to hit the window or break this window you know it's a one in a in a yeah, okay. billion chance of that yeah. happening you know it's uh, I, I suppose and he says trying to make make light of the situation again the chances of me fitting out out me fitting through one of those windows uh, <laughs> is probably I mean I do a fabulous <laughs> job of plugging the hole I think, <laughs> oh, to be dear. fair so it's just, oh. well, I, I, without getting into gory details I don't think she was actually sucked through the window I think right. it was just more head injuries sustained as a sort of a head was pulled right I see through okay. it um, mm. that's what I'm I'm imagining anyway but yeah um, it's very sad. It's, it's indeed, just horrendous. Though. I think you know. No, yeah, yeah. You know, saying it's a one in a billion event or whatever is is no consolation at all to that uh, no. woman's and, family. And obviously, I, I'm sure horrendous. I speak for all of us when I say here that obviously our thoughts are with everyone that oh, we yeah. are involved in that, and let's hope that uh, you know everybody can um, you know sort of I don't know put it behind them and move on. I guess is the is the the best thing to say there. So before we move on to the next story, but quick mention hello in the chat room to Adam Spink. He's ah. uh, joined us in the chat room, so good evening to you, Adam. Hope you had a good holiday. He's, uh, yes, he's been on holiday. Yes, absolutely. Him and Director Krennic have been very busy. They have been yeah. very busy, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. yes, indeed. So moving indeed. on to the next okay. story then, and the next story is obviously all for mm. Matt. And I'm never quite sure why Carlos gives me a picture story uh, when I'm the one reading the story, <laughs> so I'll have to try and bring those up. At a, maybe I'll, I'll probably bring those pictures up in the edit, but there okay. we are. Okay. by the tragedy of Southwest Airlines flight. Ah, I see. I've got the sound on on my machine, haven't I? Oh, That's has, what's yeah. going on. Hang on. Let me just be, let me turn that off. So yes, absolutely. This is on the independent.co.uk, as uh, Simon just said there, and uh, the headline is, Ryan is the world's safest airline after Southwest flights mid-air tragedy. I'm not entirely sure this is something that should be celebrated, frankly. But anyway, within hours of the emergency landing of a Southwest jet at Philadelphia and the news that one passenger died after a catastrophic engine failure, flight number 1380 has disappeared from the airline's schedules. From today on, the 10.30am departure from New York's LaGuardia Airport to Dallas Love Field is known as flight 8881. Something else uh, changed after the mid-air tragedy, which Jennifer Ryan, uh, in, in which Jennifer Royden was killed. Uh, Southwest Airlines lost its finest, unblemished safety record in the aviation. I'm not going to read this story because, to be honest with you, I find it quite offensive that we're talking about something like that when somebody's just sort of lost their life. So I'm going to ask maybe Nev if you wouldn't mind moving on to story number three, please. Yes, of course. Yes. Uh, yeah, I fully understand that. Um, just, just go back to what you were saying as well. Um, these are such rare incidents that, yeah. and it, I can understand Matt why you're feeling anxious about it. Yeah. Um, but um, perhaps another one of those chats with Captain Al might be in order, actually. Um, yeah, some I think you might be right. On, actually, on well. right, sorry, I, it's, sorry, it's not like me to be like this, but genuinely reading these stories and yeah, and that is making me genuinely so, yeah. like choke up and feel quite 
certainly get that. Emotional. Anyway, uh, um, let's bring some um, amusements to the proceedings, shall we? And of course, we have to go to the sun.co.uk. Of course, absolutely. It's it's our our own comic. Just don't bring up the pictures on this story. Oh, right. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, But uh, anyway, it says that families could save a packet this summer as kids get free flights on British Airways flights within the UK. If you're flying between Heathrow and Edinburgh, Aberdeen, Glasgow, Leeds, Newcastle and Belfast, then children under 12 will travel free with a full paying adult. Up to two children can travel free per adult, even during the school holidays. Tickets must be booked uh, between now and May the 13th for flights between June the 1st and November the 5th. Adam Daniels, British Airways Chief Commercial Officer, says, uh, We know it can be a struggle to keep the kids entertained over the summer holidays. Uh, Once one... Once one break from school finishes, parents have to start turning their attention to the next one. And with so many uh, fantastic tourist attractions and activities for kids across Britain, the, officer, uh, the offer also looks to set to give uh, UK tourism a boost by encouraging families to visit London, the North, Scotland and Northern Ireland for their holidays. The airlines also opened up a dedicated family check-in zone at Heathrow's Terminal 5 to speed things up for families heading on holiday. There's also a free kids menu at Gordon Ramsay Plain Food and Huxley's <laughs> Restaurant and Bar in Terminal 5. Well, that's all very nice, isn't it? Nice to see a bit of uh, a positive promotion going on. And uh, uh, yes, my, my kids are 28 and 31, so I'm going to worry about all that. <laughs> no, no, no we lo- <laughs> Lots of people that have to deal with school holidays and yeah, uh, what are we going to do with the kids? That's a nice, uh, nice offer, isn't it? It makes a change, though, because normally when the... Uh, when you paying for holidays for kids and stuff when the school holidays hits that's when the price is normally quadruple in mm. you know, yeah, yeah absolutely everything yeah. is more expensive when the kids are on holiday so um i think it's good for ba to be offering uh yeah free kids fairs that's yeah. good yeah well, I need some good publicity because, frankly, Nev's passenger experience has done a great job of uh, mm. ruining all that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame it's only on uh, UK destinations, which I oh, think BA really? has three of, doesn't it? Mm. Domestic <laughs> right, routes, go between yeah. Manchester. <laughs> Do they go to Glasgow anymore? Edinburgh, Glasgow, yeah, yeah, Leeds, Edinburgh, Glasgow, Edinburgh. And that's yeah. kind of it, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's just not. Yes, it's, it would have been nice to have some European destinations, but there we go. No, yeah, still good on that. Dublin as well. Well, that's true. Yeah, Dublin. Oh, it included Dublin. Well, that's nice. <laughs> I can recommend. Although I'm not entirely sure that I like the idea of a load of children going to Dublin to drink Guinness, but uh, mm. perhaps uh, you know that, that there's some questionable parenting going on right there. I fear. But <laughs> actually, uh, Pip, with uh, with uh, two young children yourself, do you find that the flight prices are, are quite extortionate for uh, when you t- take the kids anywhere on aircraft? Uh, well, of course, during the school holidays it is, but that's you know it's not a surprise. Mm. But other than that, it's pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about the last time we flew was. Well, we went to Disneyland last year. Um, yeah, it was pretty expensive for the kids because it's a seat. You know, it doesn't matter who's sitting in it; it's a seat mm. anyway. So, mm. perhaps we should have kids' seats in aircraft. But there we go. Well, maybe this <laughs> next story is going to. Uh, yes, moving on to the next story in that direction. Good luck. Is this my one? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. So this is from Forbes.com. Will future airline passengers fly standing up or sleep in the baggage compartment? Airlines clearly need to stick stick to their knitting and focus on what's truly important as the recent tragic engine explosion that killed a Southwest. Nonetheless, the lure of lower cost and cramming in ever more passengers seems irresistible to airlines and the manufacturers anxious to cater for them. Hence, these upcoming innovations for passenger comfort, 
standing seats and lie flat beds in the cargo compartments. Not to mention the first single. Hello. Oh dear, Pip. He's disappeared. Oh no. <laughs> oh, mid story as well. Oh dear. Do you want to pick Pip. it up where he, where he left off? Someone, hang on. Uh... No. He's, no, he's, no, he's definitely he's gone. Definitely yeah, gone. Okay. He's definitely well, gone. Hopefully he'll so, come uh, back in a minute, yes. <laughs> so, uh, nevertheless, the lure of lower costs and cramming in even more passengers seems irresistible to airlines and the manufacturers anxious to cater for them. Hence the upcoming innovations for passenger comfort. Standing seats and lie flat beds in the cargo compartment. We covered that story last week, didn't we? We did. Uh, not to mention the first single-aisle twin jet capable of carrying 200 cramped passengers on an 11-hour flight marathon. In 2010, Ryanair Chief Executive Michael O'Leary first proposed standing seats uh, for short-haul flights at the bargain rate of four British pounds. It was what? reported <laughs> as if it was a joke or a publicity stunt, like his related suggestion that Ryanair might start charging a pound for customers to use the toilet. But mm-hmm. O'Leary's stated goal of removing and replacing two of three onboard toilets with additional seats was seemingly heard, as the new Boeing 7 37 Maxes boast tiny toilets and more seats. Now, like an unkillable villain in a horror movie, standing seats are back too in the form of Skyrider 2.0. So, Italian seat manufacturer Avio Interiors demonstrated the Skyrider 2, uh, which some are calling saddle seats, at Aircraft Interiors Expo uh, 2018 in Hamburg. Uh, the upright seats have a long back and narrow saddle for the passenger's posterior. The goal is to help airlines achieve ultra-high density and get more passengers in the cabin by cutting the space between rows. Concerns about declining amounts of seat pitch in airliners may become a thing of the past. Designs uh, get the 2.0 designation to distinguish it from Avio Interior's first attempt, which failed to get FAA approval. The new version boasts extra Padding plus poles from the ceiling, think, <laughs> think holding on the crowded subway car, to the f- uh, cabin floor anchoring each row. Objections to the seats are many, ranging from the lack of seat pockets, inability to store luggage below, yeah, I suppose that's an issue, and lack of an in-flight entertainment screen. Okay. Yet Avio Interiors claims that the new seats may uh, offer many benefits, although seem to, uh, they all seem to go to the airline rather than the passenger. The design of the seat enables the increase of the passenger number by 20%, allowing increasing profits for airline companies, according to a spokesperson for Avio Interiors. Skyrider 2 weighs 50% less than a standard economy class seat, and the uh, reduced number of components of, uh, enable uh, a minimum maintenance cost as well. Sitting upright, according to Avio Interiors, will provide ca- uh, passengers with adequate comfort. If you're looking for more comfort on future flights, perhaps a live flat seat might hit the spot. Live flat seats, of course, are widely available uh, in the premium cabins of many long-haul flights, usually for a premium price. Live flat seats are available on some Airbus A330 aircraft. Hawaiian Airlines offers them and New York uh, to Hawaii flights, but a live flat berth in the A3 cargo compartment, which uh, we covered that story, didn't we, last week, mm. but... 
Matt, you popped the pictures up on the screen now while doing the I story. Did. There, yeah, there's of not, these seats. N- and I, I, I don't think I'd get behind the seat, not being funny. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's Nev, what do you think of these? I think that looks absolutely horrific. I've never <laughs> seen anything so uncomfortable uh, in my life. And uh, mm. for, for us chaps, especially that are on the, have the larger frame. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ones be, who are, people not, who are enjoying not, not life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Uh, am I back with you here? Oh, you are indeed. Yes, hello, sir. Oh, hello, um, yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry That's about right. That. No problem. Um, yes, I've got to agree with Nev. I, this looks like a bad April Fool's joke. It, it does, doesn't it? it? Yeah, it's horrendous. It does. It's not horrendous. great. But, uh, I mean, more than the, that they're going to be blatantly uncomfortable, I suppose you'd have to be a, a certain minimum height to sit on these. Yeah. Know, I, I don't think kids could sit on these because no. their feet wouldn't reach the floor. Um, yeah, what, what are you meant it. to do with um, if you're carrying a, a child, a baby? Mm, many True. things. Uh, yeah. I mean, look at that guy's knees. I mean, they're literally up against the they seat in front of him, under yeah. the seat in front of him. <laughs> it, it's so not I good, can't is it? <laughs> yeah. it's working. Uh, I mean, a, a Captain Jeff way. in the chat room is saying it looks like something you'd see on a carousel, which I think is a is a fair <laughs> assumption. It, it's it's not good, yeah. is it? I, I don't know. I mean, what, what, it, it, I mean, if they're really keen, I suppose what the way they might do it would be to have a sort of a split cabin, have a, a an economy. Not economy extra, sort of economy, super economy, and have yeah, a section super. of this in the back. Yeah, yeah. So people really wanted to, yeah. <laughs> really wanted to punish themselves. They could go and sit on them, while regular I mean, normal people could I sit mean, on you, normal seats. You, you do need some support when landing, though, don't you? I mean, there's, I mean, because they've talked about having these sort of like standing room only sorts. Of, compartments and things in the past but i mean if if you do have a i mean every pilot obviously aims to get get the craft down you know smoothly and and absolutely fine but i mean it doesn't take much for it to be a bit of a bumpy landing and if you're standing up that can't be very good for you hello yeah maybe so yeah um it just looks horrendous for it does. Uh, from yeah, anywhere you're looking yeah, at absolutely. it it's just horrible yeah cattle class and is you, one of the yeah, options that, that picture you've just got two seats there imagine a whole row of those with yeah. people Crammed in. Crammed you know, if something in. did go wrong, as Jeff alluded to in the chat room, if something yeah. went wrong, it would. Oh, oh can you imagine the mayhem? Good. Unbelievable! Absolutely. I, I think it'll be a while before we see anything like this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, seeing so, as no, you've got, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know, do, you, do you want to take the next story, Matt? Uh, well, no, I'll get. Um, I'll get. Okay. Pip, Pip might as well do it, seeing oh, as he's back because okay. he, he lost one. Didn't Go on, because it all went horribly wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. All right. Hang on. Stand by. Hold your horses. This is from the BirminghamMail.co.uk. Another quality quality aviation-related product. Mm. (laughs) Okay, let's see if my premium internet, which I paid for, is going to hold on. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Ryanair, EasyJet, Jet2, British Airways, and Emirates are recruiting how to apply. So I think this story starts... With Ryanair. Do you know what, Matt? You might have to read the story. Oh, okay. All right, then. Do you fancy... <laughs> seem to have it. Okay, well, fair enough. Do you fancy a summer job? Well, yeah. you're in luck. Ryanair, EasyJet, Jet2, British Airways and Emirates are all currently recruiting. There are roles up for grabs in Birmingham. We've had a look at some of the jobs which are available. Now, with some of the most popular passenger airlines, here is how to apply. With Ryanair, it is... Ryanair has announced that it is recruiting over 200 cabin crew for its bases throughout the UK. Wow. Crewlink, Ryanair's recruitment partner, will be hosting recruitment events in the East Midlands, London and Manchester in the coming weeks. And all interested in these positions are welcome to apply. Full training will be provided and prior to experience, uh, prior experience is not necessary. Applicants will have the opportunity to be based in one of the UK, in one of Ryanair's UK's 
bases upon successful completion of training. Ryanair currently has over 9,000 cabin crew. Wow. The one thing they don't mention is there is you probably have to pay for all your course yourself. <laughs> but anyway, we'll gloss over that and move on. Uh, these people are responsible for maintaining the highest industry safety standards whilst providing a best-in-class customer service experience. Reasons to join them include free training. Free training? Ryanair offering free training? Did I hear that right? Wow. Uh, allowance paid during training, free uniform in year one, uniform allowance in year two, £700 new joiners allowance, competitive basic salary, productivity bonus, uh, flight duty pay slash sales bonus, uh, year one on target earnings of 18k, fantastic promotional opportunities, uh, guaranteed two year contract with offer of permanent contract thereafter, great choice of bases, stable five on three off roster, staff travel, uh, security of working for a financial a financially stable airline. I will give Ryanair that. They are very good at that. Uh, Ryanair's head of talent acquisition. Now, there's a phrase. Talent acquisition. Uh, Mark Duffy says that our recruitment partner, Crewlink, will be hosting recruitment events in a city near you in the coming weeks. This is a fantastic opportunity to join Europe's number one airline and start your dream job as cabin crew in 2018. Further information can be found at www. Uh, no, sorry, it's careers.ryanair.com. That is careers com Manchester, London, East Midlands. Manchester, London, East Midlands. Manchester, London is basically where it goes. Anyway, moving on to EasyJet. Uh, EasyJet is holding assessments days for cabin crew. There are none in the West Midlands, so if you'd have to head to either Luton or Gatwick. Again, direct experience is not necessary, although you will have an advantage if you worked in a customer-facing role before. Uh, where and when are uh, EasyJet holding their assessment days? Well, they're basically holding them at either Luton or Gatwick over many days. Best bet is to take yourself to birminghammail.co.uk and search um, for this particular story. Uh, I'm just trying to see. So Jet2 are also recruiting, uh, and Jet2 Holidays are marking its first an anniversary at Birmingham Airport, and to celebrate, the company is creating new jobs and offering families whose children share a first birthday, a real birthday treat, the chance to win a free holiday or free flights. It's been quite a first year for the leading leisure airline and package holiday specialist. Since, it since its first flight from Birmingham Airport in March the 30th, 2017, is that really how short they've been? Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, the, company has first flown, uh, has, the company has flown more than 800,000 customers to and from its new newest base, and long demand and strong demand has enabled the company to enjoy continued growth. A year ago the company flew to 23 destinations from Birmingham whereas today it operates 39 destinations from the base with capacity more than doubling for summer 2018 alone. At launch the company operated four aircraft at the base whereas during the peak season in summer 2018 there will be nine based aircraft at Birmingham. So it's good news for uh, there. And on to our favourite airline, obviously, British Airways. <laughs> the British Airways is recruiting cabin crew staff to work from Gatwick Airport. The airline says a real team player. You will work closely with colleagues to make 
to make great things happen for our customers. Crucially, you'll always crucially you're always ready to adapt to change and innovation. Whether you're responding to changing conditions mid-flight or trying out a brand new service, you will aspire to be the very best with customers at the forefront of your mind. You will have plenty of opportunity to make a difference. It's all about flying our customers in style to a wide range of destinations, including Ibiza, Barbados and Bermuda, taking mm-hmm. care to provide experiences that set us apart from the competition. Uh, I can think of one Nev's passenger experience, not that far long ago, that took place not that far away uh, from these this very this room very that we're room, sat yeah. in that would disagree with that strongly. Uh, Emirates is the last one that we'll mention, and it's basically if you're able to move to Dubai, then you could consider yeah. a career working for Emirates and flying around the world. Emirates, which connects Birmingham to the Far East and Australia through Dubai, is recruiting cabin crew staff. You must be at least 21 years old and 160 centimetres tall. Fluency in other languages is mm. delightful desirable so there we are so yes several airlines are busy looking for cabin crew i know that everybody keeps saying how short mm. they are of yeah. cabin crew yeah. so it makes sense that they would be having a recruitment drive so those links are over on if you go take yourselves over to the birmingham uh, mail.co.uk and search for that story there recruitment uh, airline recruitment you'll find mm. there's all the links there on that page for all the various airlines to uh, to apply for if you are in a chat room and you feel like uh, joining uh, one of those airlines also if you're if you're listening Afterwards, it's not just exclusive to those in the chat room. I'm no, no, no. <laughs> you know, anyone can uh, advertise for the. You know, Shall we apply now? Um, I don't. I mean, well, given I, a ch- given a I'll choice, out of those airlines, who would you apply for for a job? Go on, you got you got EasyJet, you got Jet Two, you got BA, you got uh, Emirates. Come I mean, on. the longer the short of it is, everybody is looking for a particular look. If you see what Ryan. I mean, and uh, <laughs> yeah, the only one that might consider me is Ryanair. Uh, no, I'm just looking behind you there on yeah, the camera. Yeah, absolutely. There is no. There is. For what uh, it's worth, Matt, I think you'd make a lovely flight attendant. Hey! Oh, I dare say I would. I dare say I would. It's you know, I, I, but I, I, there, there may be a small problem in the fact that I actually like people quite a lot. Uh, and certainly, in my experience of some flights, uh, apparently, where uh, liking liking your passengers is not necessarily a requirement of being cabin crew. But anyway. Obviously, we know who Nev yeah. would apply for. Um, yeah, 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 Jet Two, surely. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I have, actually, I do happen to know that Jet Two is a rather good airline. In fact, we, so I wouldn't yeah. mind giving it a yeah. go. Yeah. We know uh, that, don't we? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Why do we, uh, we down the top yeah. ten? Did we? For the we did. Oh no, yeah. that's true. Yeah, it was the only UK based one, wasn't it? That's right. Come on, then, uh, uh, Pip. Before we move on, what, uh, what, what, what? Who would you apply for? Ooh, for those ad- advertised jobs, mm. cabin yeah. crew and ground positions. Um, I don't know. Maybe, ones, uh, maybe yeah. Emirates. So I could go and have some fun in Dubai. So yeah, kind of cruise city to hang out in. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, I, I bet that is. That, do you know that is on my bucket list? Uh, um, uh, not Emirates. Um, Dubai. <laughs> Dubai. Yeah, Dubai yeah. is actually on my bucket list of somewhere I want to go. You can go with Jammer at the end of the year, if right? You like. Okay. I, well, I think yeah. it's a bit of a girly holiday. I may it is a girly. I may holiday. stand out a little <laughs> on this particular shopping in handbags, and that's all right, about. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, if they can find one in my colour. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Nev, uh, as the next story is a, is a BA story. Do you want to take the next one it is and this is i do not want my boss at work to read this because oh. it worries me a lot uh, it says it's on the uh, coventry telegraph.net and it says british airways has launched basic airfares oh on no a number of long-haul routes oh no abort abort <laughs> passengers, 
I, I can't read the story, it's just too much. No. Passengers will be able to purchase cheaper flights to popular destinations, including the US and Asia. The new fares will be available on flights from London to hotspots, including Dubai from £143 and the Dominican Republic from £240. Other destinations include Texas from £246, Boston from £175, Delhi from £210 and Hong Kong from £228. Passengers will still be served complimentary food and drinks on the flights. However, passengers will have to pay to check in hold luggage, which will cost approximately £80 for a return journey. But you do get two pieces of hand luggage, so if you can pack lightly, you'll be able to avoid the fee by not taking any hold luggage. Plus, you'll have to pay £20 if you want to select your seat, or alternatively, you'll be assigned a seat by the airline, which won't cost you anything. Okay. Mm. This is not my kind of flying, ladies and gentlemen. Is this, can I just tell you? Um, this, but uh, for those who uh, want to do it, you know, as cheaply as possible, those fares are pretty good, actually. Um, so um, yeah, it, it's now. nice to see them offering some possibilities. Here we go. Is it? it um, I, I, the the trouble is that I, I, as you're reading that story, and I'm thinking, hang on a minute, is this Ryanair? Do you, I mean, it, it's just. Well, yes. <clears throat> I think the thing is that. Um, what they're trying to do, and obviously the um, IAG, the parent company of BA, took mm. a stake in uh, Norwegian uh, recently, right. and I think this is to try and head off a bit of that because right. if they're not careful, they they might end up with Norwegian doing a lot of this kind of flying, okay. and it will take a lot of um, business away from BA. away from from themselves. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh... It's, it's, it, although it does beg the question, why have they taken a stake stake in in <laughs> in Norwegian? But uh, yes, yes, it did this. I I, I fear that like, I dare I say the word potential merger. Perhaps that's a, a frightening. I think uh, something might happen along those lines. It wouldn't mm, surprise me. Yeah. Scary stuff. Yeah. Carlos looks like he's uh, been been slapped over the face with a wet fish. What, what what's the matter, Carlos? No, I, I was <laughs> while Nev was reading that story, I thought I'll have a look right. at uh, BA's flights uh, to Dubai. Okay, um, obviously because that's, that's what uh, was mentioned in the story yeah. there. Um, at the same time as which Gemma is off to Dubai at the end of the year in November, um, and they actually are nearly the same price as what Emirates are charging from Stansted to Dubai. Is that good or bad? It's a few... No, well, this is from Heathrow to Dubai, um, flying out on, on in November on those dates. Who's and that, with the Emirates? Are you comparing with, This Emirates? is with BA. No, BA versus who are we comparing? Oh, here? this is with Emirates, yeah. See, because to be brutally honest with you, based on the negative experience that my my... You know, boss and my two bosses had when going to Las Vegas. I, I can't help but feel that if I had to choose between BA and um, Emirates, that I would choose Emirates. Well, even if there was a, even if it was cheaper to go with BA, I would probably still choose Emirates. It uh, so it comes out at uh, if you want to fly pre uh, sorry fly economy right. from London Heathrow to Dubai um, each. This is per passenger. Return. Right. Uh, you're looking at 600 quid for two of so 300 pound each okay. return, which is not too bad. Um, if you want to fly premium, I was quite surprised actually. Premium economy would be a from um, London Heathrow to Dubai comes out at 400 quid each. Just an extra hundred quid to fly premium. Wow. That's bizarre. That's quite cheap. That is, yeah, that is really cheap. So, and what do you get for premium though? Well, what, what's the difference between a, better, a slightly better seat, right. more room? Okay. Uh, probably a better menu as well, I'd imagine, uh, right. Nev. Okay. Nev? Uh, yeah, sorry, yes, sorry, my my volume was turned down because yeah. of the amount of uh, 
birds wildlife than, than, than these goats. So. <laughs> so yeah, so that, that actually does prove a point. While we're doing the show live, I have looked, and then yeah, it is they are. I was wow. shocked. I thought they were going to come out really expensive. But mm. no, yeah, it's not, not bad at all, actually, is yeah, it? It's yeah. good. So, Pip, moving on, the next story, if you've got uh, that one ready, on the this one is on the Telegraph. The Daily Telegraph, yeah, yeah absolutely. Telegraph.co.uk. Pip? Yes. Yeah, I'm here with you. I've totally got this story ready. <laughs> he's all, oh, he's oh, like, man, I don't like, know what's he's going like a coiled cobra. Just, I don't even need the internet for this, and it's not coming up. Is that an iPad, uh, Pip? Don't you dare start, <laughs> you, over there. You could be quiet immediately. Yeah, stop <laughs> it. Otherwise, I'm going to send Nevro. Oh, it, you dear. Know, <laughs> 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 me. Uh, okay. Hang on, just give me 30 seconds. Not even 30 seconds. Okay. Should, should you play words. some music while yeah. we're waiting? I can, I can, I can, I can eat some... Here we go. No, I got it. I, got okay, it. I, okay. say, I can eat some crisps if that helps. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this story then is from the telegraph.co.uk, as Carlos just said. And this is all about um, Primera Airlines or Primera. Yeah, I'm yeah, not quite Primera. sure how I'm pronouncing that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go with Primera because it sounds a little bit more um, yeah. exotic. Yeah. Wasn't, there a, wasn't there a squirty cheese called Primera? There was, there was a very no, nice... Primula. I could say there was a nice... Primula. Car, Primula. Yeah. There was a nice car made by Nissan that was called a Primera. <laughs> Oh, that was the primary. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going with the squirted cheese. Okay, fair enough. Primula. Okay. All right. Introducing the little-known budget airline that's taking the world, taking on the world from Stansted. Ooh. Oh, it's loading up an advert. Hang on a second. Okay. People are getting smart. They're willing to travel, and travel should become more affordable, explains um, the chief commercial officer at uh, Primula Air. That, that, that's a good the dive. That. Well done, yes. <laughs> The, the technology is there, so why not share it with the customers to give them the opportunity to travel, she says. The low-cost airline this month launched its much-anticipated long-haul routes from London Stansted to New York, Washington, D.C., and Toronto, with one-way fares for the Big Apple and Canadian capitals starting from just £149 and Washington from £199. Whoa. Wow. Carlos, look that wow. up. Wow. Yes. Yeah. No, not wow. It's Primera. Oh, right. Sorry. Primula. Right. Primera. <laughs> Primera. I don't know what this Primula. is Primula. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Primera is the latest airline to join the increasingly competitive low-cost long-haul market, following in the footsteps of the likes of Norwegian, um, Wow, and Level, offering cut-price seats without hold, bug hold luggage or food and drink. But the Icelandic Latvian-based carrier, the Icelandic Latvian-based carrier, I'm not quite sure how that works, with a Danish operating license, is the first to do it out of Stansted. There is a big demand. Everything's gone very quiet. Are you guys still there? We're yeah, still here. Yeah, Don't yeah, panic. We, 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 oh, we're sorry. Little, <laughs> we were listening intently, sir. We were listening intently. Okay. <laughs> there is a big demand for from the catchment area of Stansted from Essex, says um, this person. London Stansted was lacking the transatlantic connectivity. To get to Heathrow from Essex is like taking another flight. Around Stansted, there is the Cambridge area, the pharmaceutical companies, and the huge demand for North America. There is the there is the Cambridge to Cambridge, Massachusetts link. Okay. Oh, cool. I, li I like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Clever. Um, Visnakova says uh, ticket sales have started well for the first long-haul destinations, actually above expectation, she says, with Primera promising plans to grow its network from Stansted. By 2021, we're expecting to have 40 aircraft. It currently has 10. And we are looking at new bases, but also to expand from our current bases. We currently have a long list 
which will become a shortlist. Primera, which began life operate, uh, offering charter flights for Scandinavian tour operators, but soon started selling surplus seats to regular travels as flight-only tickets, has 10 Boeing 737 Maxes on order and will be the launch customer for the new Airbus A321LR long-range. Oh, wow. The new fuel-efficient aircraft will bolster the carrier's search for new destinations. Very cool. So while you were reading that, Pip, Carlos has actually been looking up uh, the stories. And now, obviously, the, uh, or, or the, the actual price is now, they're teasing in this article that it's, you know, starting from just £149 in Washington. Well, they always from, do tease, don't Yeah, £199. But honestly, Carlos, so ba- based on those figures there, I mean, how far away are they? So if, if say, you wanted to sort of fly the, these either sort of Canadian capital, Big Apple, something like okay, that. Okay, well, we're going to go. How, how um, are they? Just, just, for, uh, just for bits and giggles. Uh, we're going to go uh, from London Heathrow we? Okay. Uh, to hold on, let me Heathrow. Go. Sorry, no, we no, don't London Stansted. Sorry, say we don't go from Heathrow. L- London Stansted. Sorry, yes, London Stansted <laughs> to the Big Apple. Yeah, that's good. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to pick the cheapest seat. Okay, okay, so it's just one piece of hand luggage. Yeah, okay, no right. suitcase. Right. Um, so that will cost you from the UK, and this is flying out on the 5th of, uh, 5th of May, okay, so it's yeah, next month, yeah, so next month uh, yeah. will cost you in the UK here £367. That's really return. Bad, is it? Return? Return, yeah. That's, that that's is, oh, in, that really is very That's bad. including um, all your bits and bobs. Now, if you want to pay another 98 quid right. on top of that, so it puts it over 400 and whatever yeah. it is pound, uh, that will get you your suitcase checked in baggage, uh, one of uh, 23 kilos. So sort of average weight then as far as... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As, uh, as airlines go. And, that, and that's a, basically an extra 100 quid if you want to take the yeah. suitcase. So, so, so it's a rather expensive suitcase. It so, is a very yeah. expensive suitcase, so yeah. basically, it, might, what, it might be cheaper, ironically, to actually send it via UPS in advance <laughs> and collect it from the hotel. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, le- it's, it's less than 500 quid return anyway, you know. It's, yeah, um, and, how, and, and forgive my naivety here, but, I mean, how would that compare with someone like um, sort of Virgin or, or whatever? I mean, how much cheaper? I think it's cheap. Nev, what do you reckon? There is a pause while I turn my phone up. Um, <laughs> actually, you know, that's not too bad at all, really, isn't it? Um, I, I think there's always these headline prices, as, as Pete yeah. was just saying, about, yeah. you know, prices from, it's a bit like, you know, uh, internet speeds from, from uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> that yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. isn't it? Um, it all depends, it depends so much on the uh, when you book the flights and, uh, mm. you know, how much advance notice there is, and it's non-refundable, I'm sure. But, you know, again... For certain people in certain situations, that that kind of works. I mean, also this this price that Carlos is looking at here is is sort of in a month. It's basically a month today, isn't it? That was oh no, it's like two weeks today or something like that. You were looking at, and that doesn't. I mean, that hasn't really rocketed at all, has it? Um, you know, because you, I mean, like the, the Ryanair model essentially is that when prices prices basically skyrocket, the closer you get to the uh, your destination, you know, the time that you want to go, um, but. Certainly in my experience where United's economy really hasn't been anything to write home about. And you think, well, if, it, if I'm going to have a crap experience in economy, I may as well pay very little for it and have the same crap experience. Do you know what I mean? I'm just looking at... Uh, so if you want to go and see Auntie Liz... Right, yeah, oh, I'd li- like to do that very yeah, much. So, so if you want to go and see Auntie Liz over in Canada, I know yep. uh, Liz is in the chat room now, yep. um, uh, a return flight over there uh, with with the taxes and fees, blah, mm. blah, blah, um, without your suitcase, just your hand luggage, mm. your carry-on. 
will be £344 return. Uh, that's in, in yeah, economy again. So, yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's, yeah. You know, yeah. you've got to add meals on. Obviously, that's, that's an additional cost uh, for meal seat allocation if you want to choose right. your own seat. Okay. Um, but if you really that. weren't that fussed and weren't going to eat it, you know, then then you you could do it for a, a sensible price. And actually, the good thing on their website is you can choose what kind of meal you want. Yeah. Um, you can go have beef hot meal, chicken hot meal, sandwich and a drink, or a child meal or a diabetic meal, um, yeah. and they're all round about kind of thirteen or fourteen quid a meal. Yeah, very good, very so, good. Let me uh, go. you, uh, Pip, you were about to say before we rudely cut you off there. <laughs> And he's gone. Sorry, no, I was, no, I was muted. I was I muted. Know. They're being very, they're very, very good children. You see, making sure there's no noise coming coming from their end. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have no idea what I was going to say. So okay, please continue. Enough. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, no. <laughs> actually, I was going to say on that. Uh, yeah, they've. Um, they're saying in the chat room here. Uh, Auntie Nev says, uh, uh, "Auntie Nev, Auntie Nev, Auntie Nev, <laughs> hello, Auntie Nev." <laughs> Oh, I, this oh, is a, yeah, <laughs> indeed, yes. The episode it's, where Matt calls Auntie Liz Auntie, Auntie Nev. Nev. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I think we have the title for this week's show now. Anyway, that's that's good news. <laughs> uh, right, but uh, yes, now Auntie Liz says that we're welcome any time. And uh, awesome. Richard Adams is suggesting a PT UK meetup. Then, oh, okay, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, cheap, cheap, that, 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 that does seem like a really good price. Yeah. That does seem like a really good yeah, price. Right. Anyway, I think it's we, good. Should, move we should move on, children. So the next story then, uh, is it me? I don't know. I pick one. You haven't read for a while. You go. So the next story is on the independent.co.uk website, and this is just bizarre. I think this will have to be the show title for this week. Um, The headline, Airlines Set to Install B-Days on Board. So Zodiac Aerospace premiered its design at the Hamburg's Aircraft Interiors Expo. To the most, or not so humble, uh, uh, the B-Day is associated with penthouse suites, uh, the ingenuity of French plumbing, and of course, Crocodile Dundee. However, B-Days may soon be found aboard commercial airliners after a new design was unveiled at the Aircraft Interiors Expo in Hamburg. Zodiac Aerospace, a French company, revealed its new design in the Revolution Premium B Day at the convention this month. Is this are we in, in April, aren't we? Yeah, I'm beginning to wonder. Yeah. Uh, the company also posted details of the product on Twitter, revealing that the device can be fitted to a, a Revolution toilet and includes an auto sanitize feature. Oh, lovely! <laughs> As reported in Travel and Leisure, the B Day will feature special disinfectant lighting, as well as both disinfectant lighting. Yeah, I know. What the heck? As is well that? as front and back spritzer washing okay. and fittings which will uh, work more like running fountains. Suddenly I feel very uncomfortable. The variations in design are aimed to suit preferences in local markets. Uh, Onboard B-Days are a regular feature in first-class cabins. Do you think Nev meant to do that? Cafe Pacific. <laughs> so that was uh, Mrs. Nev. Uh, yeah, whatever. The, the, yeah. the washing line. <laughs> Cathay Pacific uh, 747s, Thai A380s and Emirates A380 planes all have B-Day features in their first-class bathrooms. However, Zodiac Aerospace's B-Day is set to be the first of its type widely available across commercial airlines and is predicted to be used on a Middle Eastern or Asian airline first. 
It's been a very busy year for the onboard equipment manufacturer so far. In February, it announced uh, that Singapore Airlines had agreed to retrofit its Boeing 777 uh, fleet with Zodiac's Revolution Vacuum Toilet. It has also partnered with Airbus to develop a lower deck sleeping facility designed to fit inside aircraft's cargo departments. Uh, a number of innovative designs were showcased at the 2018 edition of Aircraft's Interiors Expo, including a collaboration between Virgin Atlantic and Blue Box Aviation to create in-flight entertainment systems for people with sight loss. Oh, good. Italian seating manufacturer Avio Interiors, meanwhile, raised eyebrows with their new upright seat, uh, which we covered uh, earlier on in the show, uh, which is more than, uh, of a saddle-like chair. Uh, but uh, on board B-Days, Matt, how do you feel about that? Now, I, I, I have to confess, uh, this is where I'm going to make myself look like a complete and total moron, but uh, I first came across a B-Day uh, in a posh hotel in Athens, <laughs> where we went, where I was convinced it was something you used to wash your feet in. I didn't... I, 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 and, and nobody tried to correct me. Uh, my, both of my parents were wetting themselves uh, during uh, my attempt to use said B day. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Mm, I have I have nothing to add further. <laughs> Captain Jeff in the chat room. Yes. He says nothing like a warm jet of water up your. Uh, anyway, indeed, lovely um, family show, Captain Jeff. Please, family show. <laughs> obviously, uh, obviously, Pip, you fly posh jets all around the world. Do you, you have a B day on your vehicle, sir? <laughs> Rather disappointingly, we do not. Oh, oh. They're funny old things, aren't they? Um, I suppose in uh, in America and most of Northern Europe, we haven't ever really embraced no. B Day. But there are certain parts of the world wh- where they do. It's an everyday thing. Um, you know, you mentioned Greece there. They kind of B Day lovers down there, and, and Southern Europe generally, and certainly Asia and, and other parts of the world. The Middle East, weirdly enough, a big. Um, B-Day fans. Do you know what it's called in, in the Middle Eastern countries, uh, a B-Day? Uh, no idea. It's called a, it's called a shataf. A right, shat-af. that's a careful, okay. careful. Uh, abort, abort, abort. This is good information. I, I have to. <laughs> yeah, I, they're weird. Nev, are you, are you regretting your decision to, to do al fresco studio uh, yes, work? There's been a sort of a 10 degree temperature drop in the last 20 minutes. He's like, got his jacket, so, uh, jacket on. My yes. assistant has just brought me my jacket. Uh, very good. Okay. Oh, dear. Uh, we'll move on to the next story then, Matt. Oh, um, oh ah. Uh, uh, I'm not ready for this. Okay, yes. So Bit this of a is a posh story. Moving on. Is it okay? So this is on Flight Global. Is that mm, the one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the headline is: Boeing celebrates flyaway of first BBJ Max. The first business jet version of the Boeing 737 Max took off from the Airframers facility in Seattle on the 16th of April on the first stage of its journey to becoming a fully outfitted BG, BBJ Max 8, according to online flight tracking tool Flight Aware. The re-engined narrowbody serial number 61329, bearing registration mark November 329 Bravo Juliet, lifted off from Boeing's field at 0933 local time and landed at Delaware Coastal Airport in the east of the USA four hours and 42 minutes later. Local company Aflot Aero Architects will now install its 
Pat's auxiliary fuel tank, which will boost the aircraft's range to 6,640 nautical miles. That's 12,300 kilometres, some 3,000 nautical miles more than the standard MAX 8, which entered airline service in 2017, and 800 nautical miles more than the BBJ-2, which it replaces. The green BBJ MAX 8 is scheduled to arrive for outfitting in the fourth quarter of uh, Colomac's completions in Indianapolis, the finished aircraft will be handed over to its undisclosed customer in the second half of 2019. We're excited to see that the first BBJ Max come to life and fly through the development milestone, says Boeing Business Jets President Greg Laxton. In the past few weeks, the airline has achieved factory rollout, first flight, multiple certifications, and now a flyaway, he adds. The BBJ Max 8 was launched in 2014 as the first member of the re-engined BBJ family, which features new CFM International Leap 1B power plants. This will be followed by the BBJ Max 7 and BBJ Max 9, the next generation versions of the BBJ and the BBJ 3, which are earmarked for green delivery in 2022 and 2020 respectively. Boeing says it has secured 20 orders for the trio to date, with the bulk of sales for the Max 8 variant. So the Boeing Business Jet, or BBJ. Oh, right, that's what BBJ says. So, uh, right, okay. so if you're a posh chap, uh, Matt, what, and, uh, or your Pip, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so if you're a multimillionaire and you own a, a very fantastic company, I don't think you, you might, multi-millionaire to be fair. You might buy yourself <laughs> one of these Boeing Business Jets. Now, they're, um, they're, they obviously look like the standard, the, uh, standard passenger jet, but obviously have heavily in, uh, modified interiors right. with all posh stuff in. Okay. Um, you can buy one of these round about for uh, 80, 90 million dollars. Lovely. Uh, which right. is not bad. Get, I'll change, order one now. Change it for 100 million. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I can see uh, uh, Nev um, flying around the world on oh, one right. of these actually okay. Fair Nev enough. Uh, yes so that would suit me perfectly actually mm. just job mm. <laughs> so moving on to the next story and uh, Nev thanks a point for you Yes, this is on the newcivilengineer.com, and it says that the shortage of aviation engineers is a government priority. Tackling a shortage of engineers in the aviation sector is top of the government's plans. Speaking at New Civil, Asia, New Civil Engineers Airport Conference, Baroness Sugg said that the government had already begun working on a strategy to ensure industry growth is maintained via a qualified workforce. She added that a full breakdown of the government's plans to provide an adequate workforce for the aviation sector will be published in a green paper this summer. The aviation sector is critically important to the future of our country, she said. Economically, it's an important time for this industry with growth at many of our airports, as well as growth in terms of exporting our expertise abroad. She also added, in order to keep up with this growth, we need to invest in people and the skills are needed to support the industry. The sector is estimated to support over half a million jobs in this country, and those jobs are spread out across the whole of the UK. Many of those jobs are highly skilled, and I know that there are concerns within the industry that we could face a skill shortage in terms of skilled technicians and engineers. The government has already started to address this with schemes such as the apprenticeships levy, and our industrial strategy is aimed at rivaling the best in the world with £450 million worth of investment. 
She also said that the industry was reacting well to the problem, heaping praise on EasyJet and Flybe for their respective programs, as well as noting Heathrow's skills task force as a good start. Uh, she also flagged the expansion of Heathrow, as well as negotiating trade deals for post-Brexit Britain, were also flagged as integral to the future success of Britain's aviation sector. Always the same story, isn't it? There's not enough skills. Um, in our business, when I work yep. in, same story. There's not enough pilots, not enough engineers. So to try and get people uh, out of university or when they join university on, on the right sort of degree courses and that kind of thing is uh, is, is good. But it's good it's, to see that the government's got some uh, got some priority on this. I think it's one of those things that's not promoted a lot, or as much as it should be as well. You know, mm. everyone knows about piloting jobs and everyone knows yeah. about cabin crew, but when it comes to kind of aviation engineers and stuff, mm. it's it's not one of those jobs that's kind of in your face mm. you know on a on a daily basis but i think it's important very important especially for uh, the younger uh, people who are still at school yeah um, who could possibly move on to to do something in the world of uh, aviation i should just say as a as an apropro of absolutely nothing to do with uh, aviation uh, uh everything to do with our show if you do ever get the opportunity to join us live in the chat room can i strongly recommend it because you see a, a side of our co-host sir neville of bounds you see a whole new side to him that that uh, i can't possibly discuss on air that uh, is it's a real treat for anyone who should jo ever join you in the chat room i believe we have a birthday as well that's uh, tomorrow yeah. neil neil, neil Lamborn. Yeah, happy tomorrow. birthday for tomorrow and uh, i know exactly what they're saying here i remember actually when we were in pittsburgh which we must be coming up to the anniversary of um, yeah, Pittsburgh. Uh, very, very yeah. So, uh, and yeah. and it, by the end of our, of APG, which we were all involved in, it really was quite um, quite uh, fresh, <sighs> shall we say? Uh, outside, yeah, it was yeah, fresh. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, uh, so moving on to uh, to the next story. Pip, do you want to take this one? I'd love to take this one. Excellent. And he's got it ready as well. <laughs> I have got it ready. I'm just building oh, okay. the the drama here. This no, is absolutely. from Bloomberg. dot com. And it's about Spirit Airlines. Ah. Why do I know that name? And it says... What have you got there, Carlos? You've got some nice uh, some <laughs> He's got some muffins. muffins. Yes, yes, indeed. Chocolate ones. <laughs> you, know, you know what I've got here? I, I love this stuff. What this is, is that? It's just chocolate milk. Oh, wow. Well, it's, it's chocolate milk. I mean, you can get this anywhere, of course, but over here it seems to be a, a kind of a staple of their diet you can you pick them up everywhere I, i've drunk uh, i've got I've four right here i've probably had a hundred this week wow. already outrageous <laughs> okay yeah time to do another marathon i fear pip uh. yeah yeah right anyhow back to business so bloomberg um spirit airlines malls adding smaller jets to its all airbus fleet uh spirit airlines incorporated is considering adding smaller planes to its fleet of Airbus SE jets. What does SE mean in this context? Airbus SE jets. Ooh, Carlos? No. Oh, God, I did know that one. I've just did gone. Did you? Oh, no, because okay. I'm looking on here now. And I'm, uh, um, carry on. Oh, someone in the chat. Yeah, someone in the chat. Room. That's why we have yes, a chat room. Yeah, yeah Neil, Neil Lamb yeah. is suggesting that your chocolate milk has actually got whiskey in it, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it most certainly does not. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> uh, the ultra discounts. Uh, airline expects to seek proposals from plane makers shortly, having completed an evaluation of the options, Chief Commercial Officer Matt Klein said in an interview. He declined to say when the airline might make an order. Adding smaller planes, such as those made by Canada's Bombardier or Brazil's Embraer, would further Spirit's goal of adding flights from mid-size and smaller cities to popular tourist destinations. The airline already plans 
sorry, the airline already has plans to expand its fleet of Airbus A320 family planes to 161 by the end of 2021. Spirit had 112 of the single airline, single aisle planes at the end of last year. Uh, Klein says, we feel like there are some route opportunities that are not being properly served today. Uh, any aircraft choice would need to let the airline maintain the lowest cost structure in the industry, he said. The evaluation could mean more planes from the Airbus A320 line, which comes in a range of sizes. Boeing, which makes the 737 family of jetliners, also is in the running. Spirit has said it wants to increase capacity by as much as 15% next year and in the low to mid-teens over the following several years. And the last paragraph says, Spirit planes now seats between 145 and 228 passengers. Bombardier CS100 can carry as many as 135 and the CS300 up to 160. Embraer's E190 can accommodate up to 144, while the E95 can seat a maximum of 146. I didn't know a huge amount about Spirit. I had, I obviously know Spirit exists, but I didn't know a huge amount about Spirit, so I just had a little so look. where are they based? Uh, their operating bases are in Atlantic City, Chicago O'Hare, Dallas, oh, okay. Fort Worth, Detroit, Fort Lauderdale, and Las Vegas. Um, fleet size 118, 65 destinations. They've got a company slogan, which is less money, more go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, well, their frequent flyer program... <laughs> It's quite an amusing name for a frequent flyer program. Free Spirit. Right, okay. So I hope that doesn't involve whiskey um, right, before indeed. the flights. Uh, actually, on that subject matter, I have to say the chat room doesn't believe that all you've got in there is chocolate milk, by the way. And not a single person in the chat room is convinced that you've just got chocolate milk in your, in your container. Uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How many have you got this? <laughs> wow. Got, think, I've, got, right. I've got four here. Okay, good. Right. Yeah. There's one over there. Right. And there's probably okay. a couple in the bin. Is, are the taps broken in the hotel? I mean... It... <laughs> no, 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 yeah, I mean, I love this chocolate okay, milk. And there's wow. an unlimited supply of it down in the lounge, which Excellent. I luckily have access to. This, this, I'm, I'm guessing that that yeah. stuff doesn't uh, travel too well back to the UK no, in the suitcase. Yes. Uh, no, but... no, I'm assuming this stuff is quite healthy because it's milk, but let's just have a look. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, don't do Fat that. No, content. No, 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 10 absolutely. million tons. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Oh, to... number one ingredient after milk is sugar. Oh, good. Uh, right. That's not a good sign. That's, okay. that's never a good Salt. sign. <laughs> okay. Several E numbers. Right. Oh, oh dear. dear. When it's gluten-free, though, that's something. Right. Excellent. So it hasn't got any flour in it. What a result. Uh, <laughs> uh, Andy Furlon uh, says in the chat room, Airbus SE, based in Netherlands. Ah, right. The, okay. Uh, Very good. Yeah, yeah, 95% sugar, apparently, Richard. 95, Yeah, we? sorry. Maybe the that's... B day's broken. Uh, right. Neil said, oh, okay. Uh, where so, are you going? I know. I'm just reading the <laughs> chat room here. It's very amusing. Uh, the <laughs> last story uh, on the uh, on the news segment this week and uh, this one's on the eveningstandard.co.uk uh, headline chaos at Kathmandu airport after plane skids off the runway during takeoff oh good so uh, this one uh, quite a new story this one has only just uh, happened in the last day uh, a plane has skidded off the runway at Nepal's only international airport during takeoff uh, Tripuvan International Airport, TIA, in Kathmandu, remained closed on uh, today, Friday, after a Boeing 737 operated by Malindo Air skidded onto the grassy verge surrounding the tarmac. 
All flights in and out of the airport were cancelled, leaving thousands of passengers stranded outside the terminal. Uh, haven't they got an inside? Or, um, a limited uh, service resumed um, on the later part of Friday today. Uh, Raj Kumar Cher- Chetri, general manager of TIA, told the Jakarta Post the flight captain aborted takeoff at the final moment after he saw an error on the monitor inside the cockpit. Hmm. Oh dear. Uh, he said that they are uh, in the process of trying to tow the aircraft uh, from the grass, uh, which will take at least a few hours. Uh, Malindo Air, a Malaysian airline, has regular flights linking Kuala Lumpur and Kathmandu. Officials said none of the 139 passengers or anyone else were injured in the incident. In March 2015, a Turkish Airlines jet skidded off the runway as it Force uh, landed, uh, forcing Trebarvan Airport to close for four days. And Matt, you've got a picture. Actually, quite a good picture there, Matt, on the screen. Yeah. Of uh, yeah, it's safe to say that's definitely run off the. the it's not on runway. the tarmac anymore, is it? It's, it's um, definitely left the tarmac. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Gra- it's definitely definitely gone cross country that yeah, uh, aircraft. I, I think so. Yeah, but not in a good way. Yeah. But uh, with uh, this has happened before, and I've seen the reports on um, the various different places where I get to see mm. the reports on the stuff. And these aircraft generally are returned to service fairly swiftly after a bit of a, a jet wash to get the mud and stuff off. But um, any any thoughts, uh, Pip, about uh, a slight uh, speed or braking issue there? Or Yeah, I was just trying to find this, uh, if there was a listed on the uh, Aviation Herald to find out exactly what the problem was, what uh, caused the captain it's the to top, stop. It's the top one on the Ave Her- Ave Herald website, actually. Oh, it is. You're yeah. quite right. Let's have yeah. a quick look. But generally, um, you know, if they're into the high speed regime of the of the takeoff, uh, so usually above eighty knots or so, you're only going to be stopping for something serious like a fire, or an engine failure, or any any control difficulties. Um, let's just see if it says in the story here. I don't immediately see what the problem was. Uh, oh, a takeoff configuration warning. It says here. Hmm. Oh, well, that could be a number of different things, mm. but uh, yeah, you know, that's a it's um it's a big decision if you if you're up into the high speed something near yeah. V one, then if you're going to abort, you are going to need to be very careful. You're going to need absolute maximum braking. You're going to need to be uh, you know put the engines in reverse because the runway is running out very very quickly in front of you, and if it's wet, or contaminated, or slippery, um, I then. Mean- you know, I'm, if I mean, you're, if you're not def- on top of your game, you're going to lose a, use up all your runway very quickly. In, I mean, in defence of this pilot, presumably whatever error message it was that he saw must have been enough for him to think, "No, mm. I need to, I need to kill this." I mean, that must be, you know, I mean, that must be a tough call to make for any pilot to decide that they're going to abort when, as you say, when they're so close to essentially being airborne. Yeah, well, you know, airline SOPs—they're pre- usually pretty clearly defined. Um, with regards to what you can stop for and what what you shouldn't stop for, but it, of course it's always down to um, pilot um, discretion and airmanship. Um, so you know he's well within his rights to stop. It, the the, the yeah. story doesn't really specify exactly what the problem was, but uh, it, you know it is a, a critical maneuver making a high speed abort. And this remember this was also the nine hundred series, uh, which is the the larger of the uh, the seven three seven series, um, next gen series, the nine hundred. So um, it was you know obviously it was how many passengers one hundred and thirty. So it wasn't full, but obviously it, it probably would have had quite a, f- uh, a large amount of fuel on board. I expect uh, pip, so that adds to the weight, um, and could possibly have been the reason why it was uh, it took quite a while to stop. 
But um, mind you, 75 meters past the end of the runway uh, with mm. all gear on the well, ground. Well, yeah, in theory, um, you're good to stop up to all speeds up to V1, up to your takeoff decision speed. So even if you stopped at V1, uh, if the numbers have been calculated correctly, I mean, a lot of these numbers are theoretical, I suppose, but um, in theory, you should have enough distance and performance to stop the aircraft. Mm. I have to say, I'm very worried about Nev now. Very, very Is worried. Is he chilly? Indeed. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's got... <laughs> it's now essentially... It's getting very dark. It's got completely oh, dark. It's where got very dark. Yes, yeah, so I've, I've miscalculated <laughs> slightly the... <laughs> Uh, Matt, is it me or is there, is there frost on the tree behind? Past in the nope, evening, nope. And also uh, how cold it's gone. Start. Yes, but, uh, indeed. I'm, I'm very are, you, are you sure you don't need to move inside, sir? No, no, we, no. Fine. We, no, okay, <laughs> all right. It's going to be good. As long as the lights hold out here. Right. Okay. I think when we get move on. I say when we get the next Patreon payment, we'll send Never Blanket. I think we should, okay. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, indeed, it'd be much appreciated. Just a final thought on that story. Yeah, I just wanted course, to add that on, certainly on the Airbus, and I know on the Embraer that I fly the Phenom, I don't know about the Boeings, but usually all but the most critical warning messages are inhibited um, between, uh, you know, after 80 knots and up to 400 feet altitude. So if it's appeared on the on the uh, ICAS there, it's it would be considered a... Mm. A fairly serious fault. There we go. Well, you know that's good. Uh, uh, go going back to the Nev situation, there are several uh, bits and pieces here that uh, are basically saying that uh, uh, in the chat room here, uh, Mariana is suggesting maybe Mrs. Nev could bring you some candles. Um, oh, but, gosh, <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that's it's, it's rather ridiculous, isn't it? Because I'm actually looking at Mrs. Nev. She's uh, in the lounge watching yes. the television. <laughs> yes, Nev's voting head. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because we can't. All we can see is Nev's neck and head now. It's yes. all sort of blended. Oh. <laughs> Maybe, yes. No, and I've got this jacket on. It's a bit weird. Yes, you sort it? of yes. disappeared. Yeah, well, don't take it off, for goodness sake, sir. We no, don't no, no, you, no. you don't want your cutting glass. I'll, I'll leave it there. Uh, but <laughs> that is where we bring the commercial yeah, news segment should, to a really close. We move on before so, Nev freezes to death. I'm very worried. So yeah. we are, we're going to do some military news next. And then after the military news, we've got a very special piece of audio indeed that was sent in to us today by Armando, who we had indeed. on the show a few weeks back. So if you're all ready, guys, we'll push on with some military news. Let's go. So the first news story in the military segment this week is on the forces.net website. And the headline, Air Force perform finale in stateside Royal Air Force 100 celebrations. So the Queen's Colour Squadron of 63 Squadron Royal Air Force Regiment has performed a special display at the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. as the finale for, the, uh, for their RAF 100th uh, USA celebrations. This 16-man continuity... Uh, continuity... Uh, I need a, need a pint of scotch. Uh, continuity drill was specially designed to incorporate the key themes of the Royal Air Force 100th and celebrate the world's first independent Air Force. Um, squadron leader Ben Alcock. Max got the pictures uh, to put on the screen, possibly, or one or two of the pictures. 
Uh, the personnel involved are usually tasked with guarding the Queen's colour for the Royal Air Force and even hold a world record for their precision displays. In, uh, in the US Capitol, they have been an integral part of the stateside celebrations for the Royal Air Force. Stateside, the US Air Force Honor Guard perform a drill for public and historic occasions. They use the 11-pound M1 rifle and choreographed spins and weapon throws are key parts of the displays which are slightly different to the British displays, according to Lance Corporal Tyrone Thompson. The British have passed on some of their techniques and skills and their qualities that personnel in both units must have, as SAC Benjamin Harrison of the Queen's Colour Squadron told us. In the last week, the uh, QS or QCS have performed every day at both air and space museums in the American capital with further rents planned upon their return to the UK. The FA Cup final soon awaits. In addition to the main Royal Air Force 100 events in July when they will parade the Queen's colour on the forecourt of Buckingham Palace. So there we go. A bit of bit of sort of royalist news there with a, with a, with a smidgen of Royal Air Force news there. Very good. Nev, perhaps you'll take story number two then, please. Yes, I will. It's on the uh, flightglobal.com and it says that so the US US Air Force eyes more orders as B-21 finishes preliminary design review. Northrop Grumman has finished the preliminary design review of the B-21 stealth bomber and the heavy bomber is now moving towards a critical design review, says Lieutenant General Arnold Bunch, the Air Force's military deputy for acquisition during an 18th of April Senate armed services hearing. Critical design review is the next step before assembly of the first aircraft can begin. Northrop Grumman has also delivered the first set of software for the B-21 program, says Bunch. We are making good progress, he says. I'm comfortable today with where we're at, the progress that Northrop Grumman is making on the program. The US Air Force has released little detail on the schedule for the B-21's development and delivery, but said that the aircraft will be fielded in the mid-2020s. The service plans to buy 100 B-21s, enough to retire by 2040, its uh, fleet of 20 Northrop B-2 Spirit stealth bombers and 62 Boeing B-1B Lancer bombers. Citing military secrets, Bunch uh, declined to say much more about the B-21 program. However, his U.S. Air Force colleague, Lieutenant General Jerry Harris, who's the Deputy Chief of Staff for Strategic Plans and Requirements, appeared to indicate that the service may ask for funding uh, to acquire dozens of additional B-21 Raiders. We would like to fix the nine squadrons of bombers we have right now to give them more airplanes per squadron and then continue to grow somewhere in the neighborhood of 14 to 16 squadrons that are ready for the mission, he said. Because the B-21 Raider is the only bomber in development at this time, it would likely to be a leading candidate to fulfill that vision of a larger bomber force. Now, I had to look up this one because obviously I'm not, I don't know these sorts of things. We have to ask Mr. Warner about these sorts Indeed. of things. B-21 Raider, it's... Uh, it looks pretty awesome if you've got the chance to look on Google and uh, just Google this the stealth strategic bomber manufactured by Northrop Grumman. Um, but uh, there's some quite interesting pictures actually of this on on the various internet website kind of things. But look up the B-21 Raider. It uh, looks quite awesome yeah. actually. So Good moving on yeah. to the next story and uh, this one is on Flight Global again as well. This one is for Pip obviously. 
and uh, we've got. Uh, it's it's fair to say that we're having a bit of a a show where stuff is um, falling off. Shall we say things are sort of like like <laughs> either running off runways or, or crashing mm. onto tarmac and yeah. things like that. <laughs> Pip, uh, I can't read the song because it requires me to have a subscription. Apparently, oh, well, a flight global. The last, the last, last story. Yeah, so. the last story. Oh, the, is it the last one? The, that, are we skipping yeah. a story? Yeah, that, that yeah. one. That one was a bit um, iffy. On the, <laughs> one yeah. of those subscription ones. Yes. That was. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right. Let me. I was always prepared for that one. <laughs> <laughs> he he signed up and everything. <laughs> yeah. I gave him my credit card. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. All right. So got horribly wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is from Flight Global, for which you do not need a subscription. Excellent. Very good. Yeah. Um, awesome site. New Indeed. source. F-22 Raptor skids across the runway at the Navy's Top Gun school. A Lockheed Martin F-22A Raptor skidded on its belly across the runway of the Naval Air Station Fallon near Reno, Nevada on 13th of April after a takeoff mishap. Uh, the pilot was able to exit the aircraft without major injuries and the cause of the crash is unknown, though the incident is under investigation, said Anchorage, Alaska-based Joint Base Elmendorf Richardson base. That's an awkward sentence. <laughs> the aircraft is assigned to the base's third wing. The F 22A was in Nevada for mock dogfighting against fighter aircraft in the Navy Strike Fighter Tactics Instructor Program, also called Top Gun. Whee! Yay! Images on social media show the aircraft resting on the tarmac with its landing gear attracted. Joint base. Elmendorf said that the aircraft later was hoisted into a position where the landing gear could be extended and locked. It was then towed to a position where damage and repairs can be evaluated. Hmm. Posts to the Facebook page, Air Force Forum, which is not officially associated with the U.S. Air Force, said that the aircraft suffered from a left-engine flameout while the plane was taking off and raising its landing gear, Oh, though, though those claims have not yet been independently verified. The cause of the accident is still under investigation and it is not known at this time whether a landing gear, engine malfunction or any other mechanical issue were factors in the incident, said somebody. <laughs> uh, last paragraph. The crash at uh, NAS Fallon comes after USAF recently in December 2017 returned to service an F-22 Raptor damaged six years ago. That aircraft skidded across the runway of <laughs> Tyndall Air Force Base in Florida when a trainee attempted a touch-and-go landing but mistakenly retracted the landing gear before pushing the throttle to military power. Oops! In addition to repairing scratches to the skin on, uh, of the wing and the stabilator, the USAF replaced the skins and doors of the central and aft fuselage of that aircraft at a cost of only $35 million. Lovely. I'll order another one immediately. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> That's an expensive mistake. Is, so the this yeah. uh, the F twenty two, as Matt was saying earlier on the show, you know it's nearly a year since we were at, yep. uh, at Pit Pits uh, the wings of a Pittsburgh yeah. air show, and uh, one of the things that stood out for me at that show was actually they the F twenty two done a fly past yeah. with a P fifty one Mustang, and I've oh, got wow. yeah I've got a few pictures of that which I took at the show um, mm. last year, and that that was awesome seeing the F twenty two fly mm. alongside. 
a P51 Mustang. So that, uh, yeah, good memories of that, uh, of that yeah, particular indeed. day. It was a good show, actually. Really yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. So that is where we bring the military segment to a close. And uh, coming up next, uh, we have uh, we've had some lovely audio sent in uh, by uh, the awesome Armando, yeah, who indeed. I went up yep. flying with a few weeks back. Really, really, really nice chap. Yep. If you ever get a chance to meet Armando, of he's, he's been he's been to the barn studio. As he's well, been to the barn. Yeah. He sat here, right yeah, he next did, to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he's uh, he's on his jolly bobs, mm. uh, and he's gone to uh, an an aero expo. Is that is that the aero correct expo? An aero yes. expo. So uh, uh, what I'll do is uh, he's uh, got two pieces of audio. I'm going to play for you. So uh, let's play this first one because he describes to us basically where he is and what he's doing. Hello, Carlos, Matt, Nev, everyone listening tonight. I guess officially this is Armando reporting live from Aero Expo 2018 in Friedrichshafen, Germany. This is Europe's largest general aviation air show, and as I'm sitting here recording this right now, I'm surrounded by some beautiful aircraft. There's a Piper Meridian M350, there's a Piper Archer with a diesel engine and a G1000 system. Over to my left, there's a Cirrus Vision Jet and a PC-12, Pilatus PC-12, PC-24. And just in front of me, uh, there's a company from Scotland that does Alaskan-style bush training. So... This is my first time here at Aero Expo, and there are no less than 10 large hangars full of everything aviation for everyone uh, interested in aviation. There's everything for the home simmer from, you can build your own 737 cockpit to uh, just a desktop simulator. There are ultralights, gyrocopters, uh, LSAs. There's every kind of airplane here that you could imagine that flies in Europe. So as the couple days goes along, I've gotten some interviews for uh, PTUK and we'll try to get some more tomorrow morning. So enjoy. And the first one uh, of those interviews uh, is uh, involving the TAF3 Flamingo. Hey guys, good morning. This is Armando uh, from Aero Expo in Friedrichshaven. Um, I'm here with Wilhelm Thaler from TAF3 Aircraft and I'm standing next to this beautiful aircraft, the, uh, the Flamingo. So. I'm going to have uh, Wilhelm tell us a little bit about this airplane. So, how, what is the, the vision behind the Flamingo? The aircraft is a, can be used for cross-country, for aeropathic, for towing, and everyone with a PPL can at least fly everywhere in Europe without any restriction. And it's certified as an Annex 2 aircraft, so we have more or less no weight limitations. We have a very serious weight of 650 kilo max takeoff weight and that gives the capacity to fly with two pilots, 90 liters of fuel for very reasonable costs, including the acrobatic and the towing. Well, that's fantastic. So I, so I know there's, a, there's sort of the search for the aircraft that can do it all and it seems like the Flamingo is, is, uh, is uh, pretty good at that. It, you, you guys targeted... Um, a little bit of every uh, a piece of aviation. We are going to the flight schools, which wants a serious training. It is an advanced trainer. It's uh, fully certified for acrobatic, including the engine, including a tank for inverted flights. It gives the speed and the performance of a Piper Aero for the cost of an ultralight. And everyone in the club can fly. And if they have gliders, they can even tow the aircraft. That yeah. gives a good utilization 
for very reasonable cost. Well, speaking of the speed and power, actually, I was looking at the, the specifications for the aircraft, and it's 130 horsepower and 140 knots. Yes. So, so that's, uh, that's pretty impressive performance numbers. That comes from a very advanced wing. Mm -hmm. The whole plane is made of uh, carbon fiber. So we take the best material. We had very good engineers. A tandem seat gives very good uh, aerodynamic values. Yeah. And that ends up with these great numbers. Yeah. Well, speaking of the engineers, why don't you tell us a little bit about the, the company, TAF3? The company is a Slovenian company. There are quite a lot of aviation companies. So that's a cluster where a lot of lot is maybe too much, but a serious number of very advanced people which are working in the aviation since long, and that gives us the resources to build this aircraft. Then we had to find some people which invest the money for yeah. the certification and for the production company. We were su successful that way, yeah. and now we end up with this ready product. So tell, tell me a little bit about the certification. You were, you were telling me earlier that you were nearing the end of the certification process. The certification process is pretty much finished. Pretty much means we will get the papers next month. Everything is approved by the authorities. The big challenge in these days is in which category you go. Mm -hmm. Either you go in the ultralight, where you have just very limited regulations, or you go to the fully certified aircraft, and we choose the way to go to Annex 2, which is basically a special aircraft. But the Annex 2 allows us to use a reason, an actual weight, mm -hmm. not just paper figures. We have a good actual weight. You are not restricted in aerobatic, and we can use it for the PPL training. Yeah. And that's the reason why we have it. Well, Wilhelm, let me tell you, as somebody who has been flying for over 20 years, if I had the opportunity to do my PPL training in a beautiful airplane like this one, I mean, the, the design, we're sitting here looking at it, and, it, and it's very much got that feeling of a fighter airplane or, you know, with the tandem seating and the big bubble canopy. Um, I think you guys have done a fantastic job in designing th this aircraft. Um, if, uh, if our listeners wanted to find some more information on the Flamingo, where would they go? Just go to our website tough 3 tango alpha fox dot sierra india for slovenia okay that's all and, and let me ask you how about how about yourself how did you end up uh in aviation how did you end up with taf3 aircraft i ended up in the aviation as a young guy just i was amazed from flying yeah. i started as flight instructor flying more and more I finished my job as locksmith and went to the business aviation and was flying business jets starting with citations and ending up on the big Gulf streams, flying all around the world. And now I'm getting 60, have my own small flight yeah. school, and I still like it very much to work with the nice people and with nice aeroplanes. That, that's great. That's yeah. a great story. I, lo I love hearing everybody's progression through, through their aviation careers. Now we always finish with one question. And it's, it's kind of a surprise question. If you could fly any airplane in the world, current or past, what would it be? The Alpha Jet. The Alpha Jet. The Alpha Jet is a great plane. Great performance, so easy to fly, perfect handling. 
That was by far the best I ever had in my hands. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, uh, Wilhelm, thank you very much for your time, and uh, I look forward to uh, seeing your guys' progress as you get the uh, certification complete. It was a pleasure. I keep you informed. Thank you. Let you know. We're redundant. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Some, every time someone sends in an uh, interview or something like that, they've done, and I just think, oh, that's, that's us out of the job. And all done on an iPhone, I'm pleased to say. iPhone? Yeah, it was all done really? on an iPhone. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah. <gasps> that, that's why the quality was so good. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You tell him, Dev. <laughs> you tell him. Yeah. Oh, dear. So we're going to start wrapping things up, basically because I'm so worried about Nev now uh, that, uh, that I concern, I'm so desperately concerned. Poor but, Nev. Uh, so, uh, Pip, obviously, you, you, you were saying at the top of the show that you're uh, off uh, sort of home soon. So uh, what sort of a week have you got ahead um, when you get back? I've got a week off when I get back. And I'm back uh, flying till week on Sunday, I think. Thing. Oh, I might try and get up in my little um, PA28 perhaps. Yeah. You know, I wish I could uh, get a hold of one of these flamingos. I'm just having a look at the the website here. It looks like a, a really funky aeroplane. It does, doesn't it? It looks really, really, really yeah. good. It a little, up on the photos. A little unusual with the, the kind of one behind each other for PPL training purposes. You don't yeah. often see that. I wonder how practical that would be. But anyway, that looks like a great aeroplane. That was a nice It'd certainly be fun to have, to, to have the controls of, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah a bit more, uh, more manoeuvrable and... Uh, exciting than my little PA twenty eight, and of course this this yeah. this um, expo uh, Aero Expo is actually more aimed at what I call like the the, the it's it's more the the um, it's not aimed at commercial, is it? It's literally aimed at people with their you know general aviation, isn't it? That that's yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, is that yeah. correct? Uh, apparently so. Yeah, I, I've not been to it before. Uh, I've been to Frederikstraff a few times, but I've, mm. I've not been to the expo. Yeah. yeah, there's actually this one here in the UK, an Aero, Aero Expo UK. That's happening on the 14th to the 16th of June this year. And that's a similar kind of setup again, mm-hmm. you know, lots of GA stuff there. So um yeah, it's another it's one nice, of those nice uh, another one of those places that I'd, I'd like to go. Yeah, indeed. Mm. Uh Nev, uh, you you got much on this week? Um yes, I think it's been another busy week uh up and down the motorways of the United Kingdom. For oh, me. what a treat! Um, yes, and uh, it's up to Cheshire later in the week, and uh, all sorts of places. So yeah, no flying, but uh, yes, lots of uh, lots of driving this week. Oh, what a real treat for mm. you! It's yeah. uh, it's uh, safe to say I, I haven't really got a lot going on this week. Uh, Carlos, what about you? This week, this week, this week. I just well, the, enjoying the. Back to normal British weather. Oh, what? Uh, the rain. To the forecast yes, okay, of weather. Yeah, great, yeah. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> I think I'm um, hoping just to get back here to the studio. Uh, the next couple of jobs I've got on the on the PTK studio will be fitting the on-air light, uh, getting that Ooh, wired in, and also right. we're going to put the studio lights up, which are yep. just up, up there, which are giving us the light in the studio today uh, for that. So get those up, and then obviously we've got the the desk being put in um, uh, sort of later half week, of the yeah. week. So yeah, Indeed. and it'll. I mean, we'll be. Kind of Once that deck's in, we'll, really. be, we'll be really, uh, pushing, we'll be yeah, really close to, yeah. to doing our first yeah. show from there, which I'm really quite excited Exciting, about. Exciting, isn't it? It is, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, uh, before Nev freezes to death, literally. Yeah, we are going to uh, say <laughs> a massive, massive thanks to everyone who's joined us tonight in the live chat room. Loads and loads of people in a great conversation in the chat room, as always. You lot yeah. are awesome. So thanks to you guys. And also a massive thanks as well, not forgetting those guys and girls around the world who download the show each week via iTunes and all the other other podcasting yeah. platforms including 
Spotify. Spotify, yes, we are now officially on Spotify. If you want to get in touch with us, it's www.plaintalkinguk.com. It is facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk. And our email address is at Plain Talking UK, uh, why not write to us and put yourself forward for a Nev's passenger experience? And you can talk to Nev about uh, any flying experiences that you may or may not have had. We particularly enjoy the bad ones, but you could go slightly against the grain and one? say that no. I, 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 could, I could give you one right now for oh, American Airlines. Oh, really? Uh-oh. Rubbish. <laughs> okay. <right>. Rubbish. <laughs> negative experience. Right, good. Uh, <laughs> it would have been nice if, if just one of them had smiled. Ah right. Do you know what? That's that's a. Were they just out of curiosity? Were they a American crew or English crew? American Airlines. They were generally American. No, I know. No, but, it was no, all right. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, you say that. It's just that because we we did United coming yeah. back, and we had a UK crew bringing us home, and they were so miserable. Really? I've never experienced anything. Well, it, the crew was predominantly with English people. Like you know, you can tell English people because it's that sort of upper lip where they, it's a bit sort of like stilted and. And rubbish, yeah, um, yeah, you know. Yeah. But it, it, no, my my flights uh, out here. It was all right, but um, I definitely got the impression that the the crew considered the passengers to be a, a hindrance on their social. They would lives, rather yeah. we just weren't there. Fair enough, I, I could understand that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, probably probably the end of a, a long week for them, and they just want to get home. But uh, I got another American Airlines flight tomorrow, Airbus A three thirty. and hopefully there'll be a, a little bit happier to see me. Who knows? The the the, the impossible yeah. may indeed happen. And when's the next show due out, Pip? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. It's about, so. all, it's about all I can say to okay. that. Um, anyway, uh, uh, did, did, that aside, there, might, is a, uh, there is there is an excellent. Try and record on tomorrow. There is an excellent back catalogue. Uh, if you haven't listened to and uh, and are not up to date as far as Pip's podcast is, where will they find uh, access to your show, sir? Oh gosh, it's been so long. Um, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. On the interweb, yes, plain safety podcast dot dot com is where you can yes, go to, indeed, to yeah. find those shows from all Excellent. that time ago. It's been a while. Sorry, folks, if if people are keen. <laughs> It is. We'll do another one. It is uh, our, our Twitter handle, by the way, which I missed off the end. There is at Plain Talking UK. Uh, if you would like to join us for a live show, please do. I, I thank you very much to everyone who downloads the show offline and listens to it in the form of a podcast. We are eternally grateful, as always, for you doing that. But if you'd like to join us for a live show, make sure you follow our uh, social media pages, and there we will post when we are live. I think next week we're going for a similar time as this week, so Friday at seven pm and. Uh, We'll try and be as punctual as possible. Well, we were this week. We were indeed. Oh, You've done really yeah. well, Matt. Thank you very much. Well done, me. And uh, actually, there's a few comments in the chat room, Matt, which you'll know this because you love this show. Yes. Red Dwarf. Holly. <gasps> Holly. Doesn't Nev? Yes. Nev looks like Holly, doesn't he? Yeah, this is. This oh, I see, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. Look, there we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, this is it. You've got to do the show like this every week now, I'm afraid, Nev. No, yeah. just next week, uh, it is uh, back in the studio. Is it? <laughs> okay. It's just not. no fun, honestly. No, ne- no next week, Nev will be... Man flu and everything. Bronchitis, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Sorry, Nev. Sorry, Nev. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap up so this lovely man can get back yes. in the warm. So uh, that is where we bring episode number 213 to a close. Thanks again to everyone for joining us. You're all an awesome bunch. And don't forget to come and join us again next Friday. So from me, Carlos, it's a have a great weekend and take care, everyone. Uh, From me, Matt, here here it is. Goodbye, Nev. Yeah, take care. Have a nice week, folks. See you next week. And the legend that is Pilot Pip.
from a currently very sunny Columbus, Ohio. Um, see you later. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.